One, two, three, let's go. You're listening to WJMS Media, where media is reimagined. You can find us on our Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter. Let's just let's just uh, get the ball rolling here by uh, you introducing yourself and telling me what like instruments you play, what's your musical background, like that. Okay, so my name is Connor Spadula, and I'm a recent graduate of Studio Nianta, where I studied communications, and I also took a lot of music industry courses, which um, you know. We're very beneficial. Um, I've been playing guitar for, I'd be like 12 years now. I dabble in the piano. It's like where I taught myself like mostly theory. Um, I play drums a little bit, a little basic 4-4. And obviously I can play bass since I can play the guitar. And I sing like Fergie and Jesus mixed together. (laughs) All right, all right, so. Yeah, you're probably one of the more talented people, honestly, that I've met in terms of multi-instrumentalism at Oneonta. I know there's you know tons of other really great musicians there as well, but I always thought that it was pretty cool that you like could do a little bit of everything. Yeah, it's a blessing and a curse, though, because sometimes I feel like I'm a little rattled and I'm kind of all over the place, like... I get lost in the music too much, like in the sense that like, you know, I'm writing chord progression or I'm trying to create a melody. And then like my, you know, in the back of my mind, the first thing that I'm thinking is like, let me grab my guitar and just shred over this. Cause like, it's just like, I could just sit there and do it all day. You know what I mean? Definitely. So guitar is your main instrument, obviously. Yeah, for sure. When, um, like how, how long have you been playing? When did you start? I probably started when I was like, 11 maybe it's weird because my dad's been playing my entire life and like i've always loved it and like followed him around and shit and hidden his band and like i'd have them set up sorry i didn't mean to um <laughs> uh you know follow him around and watch him play gigs places and stuff like that and like he always told me when i was young he was just telling me uh like i'd ask him to teach me how to play and like he would just tell me to like wait until i got a little older like some like my hands would get bigger and like I wouldn't get as discouraged and I'd be a little more mature about it. So I think he went about it in a good way in the sense that I'll definitely be playing for the rest of my life because he never really like forced it upon me. He kind of just gave me the tools. Yeah, especially because it was like something that you were like trying to get your hands on. So there was like yeah. that mystique aspect to it that you like couldn't yeah. get it at first. Yeah, big time. So you said that your dad's been playing like your whole life. Is he uh, just a guitar player? Is he also multi-instrumental? Yeah, I mean, we, we got a nice mahogany pearl drum set. Um, you know, we, we can both play. He used to have an electric one, which is pretty sick. I wish we still had that because it's so hard to <laughs> practice the drums because it's such a loud instrument. You know what I mean? You have to have like an empty house or somebody that just doesn't care. Definitely. So where um, are you from? So people can get the um, idea. Oyster Bay, Long Island, New York, New York. Um, small town. 
not a lot of fellow musicians here, unfortunately. Some, but none that I could really click with. You know what I mean? Nobody that could be around all day and play music with them. Definitely. So when you were like 11, did you take like private lessons or something or your dad just taught you? No, nah, my dad didn't even teach me. I taught myself. Oh, really? So just like you just like strummed around yeah, until you just, figured it out? I, just, I mean, I've been watching him play forever. Um, you know, he'd give me pointers here and there. But uh, a lot of it was just through like he would give me like his little, you know, like a Stevie Ray Vaughan tab book or like a Led Zeppelin tab book. And like I started playing songs like that. And then I started using YouTube and stuff like that. But after a while, like, you know, it gets kind of boring to just always replicate other people's stuff. So I tend to just record my own stuff. Like helps with like kind of works your brain out a little bit. You know what I mean? When you're trying to construct something rather than just replicate it. Definitely. I mean, that's, that's, that's how you progress for sure. Um, so did you play in like any school bands or anything like that? Or was it just like something you did at home? Nah, it was just really an outlet for me. Like in high school when I was just, you know, everybody's like emotional and stuff like that. And I just, you know, <laughs> just like, feel like I like when I just was down and stuff like that, like I could just go home and like, you know, both my parents worked and I could just go downstairs and crank the amp and just like jam for a long time. I feel like that's probably what a lot of people do, though. Like music's an outlet for for so many reasons. But that's dope that you were able to like teach yourself just from having like watched your dad play for so many years, even like especially because you were such like a young kid during that time. Yeah, I think all that that definitely like um, developed my ear a lot. Like I have a pretty decent ear. So what would you say some of like your early music influences were like? maybe not so much in terms of playing at first, but like what type of music were you exposed to mostly when you were a kid? Um, I mean, my dad would definitely play like a lot of rock and stuff like that. Like, you know, like Zeppelin, Van Halen, like, um, the stones, like it's, it's almost like I'll hear a lot of music and I'll just be like, oh, I know that song, but I don't know who the heck it's by because, you know, I just heard it in my house. Yeah, I'm the uh, same way. Like, I, I honestly, when I was a little kid, I, my dad has a funny video of me singing Frank Sinatra. Like one of the most <laughs> embarrassing videos I've ever made. He put it in like a family home video and I was so mad at him. But I was like wailing to Frank Sinatra when I was like five. Like, just It's mad funny. Actually, I definitely listen to a lot of like 70s like kind of stuff too because like, you know, we'd have like New Year's parties and stuff like that. And, you know, it's like that's such a New Year's vibe, like, you know, a little earth, wind and fire. Hey, nothing like it. What's that one band? I was literally just about to say the name. Creedwater Revival. Is that what it's called? The the song where it's like, dead moons are rising. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? That's a bop for anybody who hasn't heard that Creedwater revival. I can't remember what the song is called. There's probably something with moon in it. I don't know. But um, so it was just music was really just kind of something you did at home. When uh, like did you start recording stuff? Like did did that happen early on, or was that not until you like discovered yourself a little bit more as like an independent? Like when you stopped trying to copy stuff uh yeah honestly i've never really thought of it but now that you mention it i mean like 
I was a big uh, RHCP guy, like Red Hot Chili Peppers. John Prashant is definitely one of the main reasons, like why I like really loved the guitar. I just love their funk and all that stuff. So, kind of, I feel like after I got past like playing all their stuff, I, I was also doing a lot of like when it came to the recording stuff. Honestly, I started with like rapping stuff first because like me and my friends, like one of my friends who passed away, RIP, but he was a really good rapper like it was crazy and we would just like download instrumentals on my, my dad's software i think it was like sonar sonar platinum some old stuff but um yeah and then we would just kick verses from there and like record vocals and i've actually like developed a pretty good um method i guess or apparatus to record vocals because of all those times but i guess after that it's kind of like when i started recording like guitar and stuff because i became more familiar with the software so how did you get like exposed to all the software stuff like was your you said that your dad played your whole life was he like in bands like do they record and stuff like that like did you get exposure to the recording side as well um i didn't really when i was like young young i didn't really know much like you know i knew all the the free and wires and stuff we're going back into like his home studio but i didn't really know anything about like you know the councils and um all the analog gear and like the inputs, like, you know, the, like everything was probably hooked up to like, like some type of dynamic mic with an RLX until like the council and he was probably live recording some of the stuff that they were doing. Like I never really knew that when I was little, but yeah, he has all the software, like the software that I use now studio one for is, uh, is his, I basically just use whatever he's got. Cause it's usually good. Weird. So when did you start to like mix the other instruments in like, is it not until before or after high school? Um, I was definitely playing drums in high school a lot. Like, like I said, when I came home from school, like no one would be home. So that would be my golden opportunity to just wail on the drums. So I would just like set up like PAs or something like that and just like play like 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 the peppers. Like I was really into them. Then I would just like blast some peppers and you know, just go along with Chad Smith. Definitely. So then things really, like, in terms of your, like, personal career, I'll say, really, like, kicked up once you got to college, right? Um, I feel like the pressure of being in college made me have to make the choice whether to pursue this as, like, some type of career or just, like, a hobby. I'm definitely, like, 90% on setting it as the career but you know not everything works out but hopefully it does um yeah i I think college is probably where i was like all right i need to like get it together and kind of figure out what i'm going to be doing with the stuff like how to utilize it in like a business sense so going into like college coming out of high school and stuff did you um like how did you decide to land on communications because Obviously, I also went to Oneonta, you know, graduated together. So I decided to go the music industry route. So how come you didn't want to, like, jump on to that degree and you went the communications route instead? Like, what was your planning for that? What, like, really, like, influenced me to do that was probably my dad just because he's, like – I think he did like finance or something like that. Like he worked on wall street. He did some, some big stuff, but um, he's a pretty like practical guy. And he just like knows that like the evolution of technology is really taking a lot of jobs away from that industry. 
So he was like, you don't necessarily want to put all your chips in that bag because sometimes it could be a, it could be a hard life. You know what I mean? Trying to trying to make ends meet as like a producer or somebody within the music industry because a like a it's shady and b it's it's kind of up in the air whether it's going to be studios still or it's just going to be you know people at home because like you could buy all this stuff at Guitar Center. I chose communications because it's like you know a broad media um, major. And, um, yeah, basically I just figured like, you know, I can do that and then do some music industry stuff, get like a little taste of it, see what's going on. See who's involved in the program. And I met a decent amount of professors that I really liked and pushed me in the right direction, I think. Um, so you basically, uh, like, did you choose the communications degree with the mindset that you're going to work in like media and entertainment? Like, is that the goal still, or are you, did you get the degree like not planning on really being involved in the music industry? Well, I think I was definitely like, before I like took any music industry classes and was exposed to the numerous avenues that you could pursue like I, I wasn't really thinking that like when I chose communications and like just in, in general of anything, not even just music, but as I've like, since I like graduated and like I've further pursued and like look for jobs and stuff like that, like media and entertainment and like recording and all that stuff, it really like, uh, like coincides, you know what I mean? Like you could do, you could do like sound design for, I don't know, like uh, commercials or, you know, video games or like anything like that. It's like this very like wide array of, you know, things like very specific things that you could do with like music knowledge along with like being like involved in media and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. That's, you know, I definitely never even considered like what I'm doing right now, like this interview with you, like I never thought that this would be a part of like what I was doing, you know, I hadn't even considered like media in this way where I would be like talking like on camera, like, you know, where you have this being able to manipulate, like, like it's, it's interesting too, because like you look at, you look at how you record music or whatever you look at a DAW, it's like general display. It's very similar to that of like Adobe premiere or some type of exactly um, video editing software. It's all like just linear times, you know, you got to snap things like you got to get everything in time. Like it's very, it's very similar. If like you use music software in that sense, which you kind of have to, because timing is basically everything, I guess. Yeah, dude, I use Ableton to edit these. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, I'd, you'd be. I I was pleasantly surprised when I like got involved with this, at how much overlap knowledge there was between like what I thought I knew and what I'm doing now. Like, yeah, I didn't realize how many things I could apply to something like outside of my like realm of imagination. You know, so. Yeah it's been really dope. And I think it would probably be the same for you. You'd be surprised. Like even with something like this, like yeah. the communications degree, like there's a ton of stuff that goes on like behind the scenes that like needs to be taken care of. And that, you know, like you can be employed for and that you'd be shocked, like yeah. lines up perfectly with like knowledge that you took out of school. Yeah. It's, uh, it's something that, 
it's just one of those kind of like aha moments when somebody like opens up that door for you where you're just like, wow, there's like way more stuff than like, oh, I just want to be a like producer who sells beats or I want to work in a studio and like mix. Like there's so many other things you can do. Like I've even been considering like, um, like I definitely, I'm going to do a certification program for Pro Tools just because Pro Tools is like an industry standard and almost like any editing whatsoever yeah. like whether it be like music or like audio for like you know something like a podcast or something like uh you know tv but there's also like you know you could do like sound design like i was saying like which is something that i think is really interesting i might get more involved in like uh because i got that plugin serum and that's like a very like involved plugin and it's probably like one of the most like i think it's like the industry standard for like sound design and stuff like that i, I could be wrong but um it's cool what you could take literally from a waveform. If you know what you're doing, you can literally take a waveform, like a buzz, and turn it into like anything. It's it's amazing, like the the, the possibilities. Yeah, definitely, and that's like something that drew me in big time. Was like once I started getting into like higher division classes, like when I did, took all the production classes, I was like. I was in heaven. Like it didn't feel like school, you know, like I would get up and go to class and we'd be like making beats and like he'd be showing us, yeah. Like he'd be showing us how to like, you know, just do all this crazy stuff. But I, you know, at that point, like I hardly even knew it was possible, you know, like, so it was really, it was really an interesting experience. I feel like I'm not really like the type of person who, thinks college like oh yeah like you have to go to college like you could totally do anything in the entertainment industry without going to college but I do personally feel like I made the best of like the opportunity so you know that's all you can really do I guess yeah I mean whatever whatever the case may be and whatever people say having a degree in your back pocket is always a good thing for sure so when you're um you're going through school and stuff like what type of like music uh classes did you end up like sprinkling in i know we shared some of them but yeah yeah um i did um i took an i think i took two audio production classes which i enjoyed because it had a lot of like physics involved in it and i love physics which is kind of weird but i think it's so so interesting it was one of my strong uh topics at school like in high school so i understood a lot of what he was talking about like i suck at calculus i wouldn't really be able to like take something and do it but like i can understand like you know how how these types of things work um i took um i take like a basic musicianship class i took that uh what was it beat production and uh yeah sound design with pignato um I want to hear about how you uh, ended up making through in the Pignato's communications class. Oh, dude, it was good. Um, it was a lot of work, but it was it wasn't that it was a lot of work. It was like you had to be uh, you had to want to do it. You had to want to do it, and you had to be diligent. And that diligence is one of my weak suits. You know what I mean? I'm more of a, you know, it's due in two days. Let me start, start it now, you know, but, um, his, his class like really opened up, like just, I don't know, just opened my eyes into 
like I was saying, like all the possibilities, like he really, he really did a good job of, ex of explaining like just so many different ways you could take the tools that he's teaching you and how to apply them and how he's literally on a, like the day before or something, he's using the same thing that he's teaching you right now. You know what I mean? Somebody that's like well-respected, been in the industry for years and he's telling you these things because he's literally using them in his regular business life. Like, you know? Yeah. I personally thought that that was the most valuable class, mm. like in the whole program. He's also like an above and beyond type of guy. Like, I feel like if somebody else was teaching that class, it, it be wouldn't like have been the same. Pignato's a bit pompous, but he, he's a good guy. Yeah. He can definitely come off that way sometimes, but like he always uses like these crazy words that he's like, well, that's what this means. You know what I mean? What was the one that he used to always say? Um, it's like he had it's so like many phrases. It was like the one that meant that like it's like individual to you almost. Like, oh, God, I literally can't remember that man had so many phrases. Yeah, nah, dude. I feel like I was like taking notes on like the words he's using because I just like had to learn them. I was like, wow, I feel like an idiot now. <laughs> His criticism was like interesting though because like you said sometimes like he could come off as like pompous but i would always find like i actually like didn't straight up like didn't really like have the best experience with him prior to that class and it seemed like you had a good relationship in the beat beat production class yeah i think that was after i had taken the communications class so that's why like we were pretty, and I did really well in the communications class. So I think he like realized that I wasn't like a bum, which might have been his like original, you know, yeah. perception I, of me. I don't know if I, I think I had the same impression on him. I don't, I'm not sure if I've lifted. He's that just up. really only like interested in people who are like straight edge. Not even that. It's just that like if you're not. In his class, he wants. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not like you, if you're not participating in the class as if you're gonna like make a career out of what he's talking about, he's like not really interested in you. Yeah, I mean, it's just hard to bring that energy to that class every day. I don't know it is, I mean. but in some respects, I like actually enjoyed it because you know, like I am actually trying to make a career out of it. So when he would give me criticism sometimes. I would be like, oh, well, like, fuck you, dude. Like, what are you, you know, like, like, what are you talking about? But then I would like sit on it and I would be like, you'd be like, yeah, he's right. You know, yeah. like, he's right. Like, you know, like, the same way, like, cause he would do that. He had a really good approach to that class. Yeah. Because obviously it was very, like, I don't want to, it was in depth. It was definitely an in depth class, but it also like required participation and it required like a lot of stuff. And like before class, like specifically because we were doing it over video chat, which, you know, is not the best way to do something or like be involved or feel, you know, have a class. To, I think I, yeah. But uh, he would say before the class, he'd be like, um, like, I know this isn't like, you know, like if you're not participating, you're not doing whatever, like he'd always make you like take a step back. Like before he started the lesson, he'd be like, this is why we're doing this. It's applicable. 
you should really take in the knowledge while you can. Like, I know it's not the most exciting thing. Like he would kind of just try and like set you back on track, like before he got this class started, which I thought was like a very, a very like admirable thing to do. Yeah. You know, like I said, he, he wants you to like want to get the value out of it. And he certainly gives a hundred percent of it, but in a way where, you have to engage to get it. Like he's not going to do the work for you. So that's why I thought he was like, he was tough, but it was like respectable, you know? That's why like, I feel like it takes, you know, not everybody like has the ability to take that step back and be like, like, in, like you said, and like think on like what you did or like what he was criticizing. You're like, gosh, like he's probably right. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. not everybody can do that. Like it takes a type of person to like, you may like him right off the bat, but like I could, I could see a lot of people thinking he's like, you know, a little stern, like right, like meeting him for the first time. Yeah, especially if you get him in like an elective and like you're not expecting it. Yeah, for sure, because you know he's all about it. Like he, he's excited about it. Like he loves to do it. It's great to see. Well, because he's the re- like he's the real deal. Like getting the chance, like. It sounds corny, but I, yeah, I always felt like getting a chance to work with him and like learn from him was actually I like, like I feel like it's like a flex, dude. I feel like I yeah, it, it was actually really cool. Like I yeah, like I thought it was super valuable. I, I you know, there was definitely moments where I was like, <clears throat> you know, but like it, I, I knew that it was worth it. So dude, when I stopped when I like uh finished this class, like I was still emailing him and like sending him tracks and stuff like that. He probably loved that. Yeah, no, he did. He like he was giving me like feedback on it and stuff. It was cool. Yeah, dude. He's he was a really cool dude. So what is like what's like your dream job? Like what are like if you could get hired right now for exactly what you want to do, like what is that? Or are you still like trying to figure it out? I mean, if I had I mean I would love to like work in a studio with like and be around professionals that have just been doing this stuff for years. Like I've gone to recording studios and it's like when you watch these guys work, dude, like when they're getting paid for it, like 300 bucks an hour, like studio time, like, dude, these guys are wizards, like watching them be like, like, you don't need, you have to like say like two things, like I'll do this. Like, all right, word. they'll, they'll chef that up in like, 15 seconds like the like you know they know all the command shortcuts they're slipping through the program it's crazy so like i feel like something like that like when i was watching that guy do that i was like this is sick so you want to be the guy slipping through chef yeah, up? I mean, like i, I would I, yeah i would like to be like some type of like like recording engineer like mixing and mastering ugh, I, i'm not a huge fan it's tedious work i don't know if i have the patience for it and also I'm like, feel that I'm a perfectionist to an extent where I'm just like, never going to be like, this is good enough. So like, yeah, yeah I, I kind of want to be part of like the live action, like the vibe, like keeping the vibe going and just like keeping it rolling in the studio. You know what I mean? Like, like if I have an artist come in, I want to be able to do whatever they tell me like X, Y, and Z. And that's why I want to become like proficient in a lot of these programs. Definitely. So you're more interested with like, the producing and engineering rather than like being an executive producer or like a studio yeah. manager or something yeah. like that. I want to be directly involved in what was in like the projects that were going on. All right. That's pretty dope. In terms of like the music that you 
record for yourself? Like, I know you're always working on beats and songs and stuff. What is like your goal in that sense? Like, are you working towards like putting out full length, you know, like albums and, you know, eventually like streaming? Yeah, I would definitely say that like, I've been lacking a little bit lately just because I started a new job. I finished school. I was kind of making like a bunch of excuses like I am right now. But um, I'm just trying to, I need, the DAW that I'm using is good for like live recording and stuff like that. I think I'm going to get into FL Studio just because like I can use samples and things like that that I, I record myself in the program that like I use for live recording, which is a pretty good program for that. And then, you know, bounce those samples over to like an FL so I can work and make like a full beat or full song. Like, because it's very easy to like, it's like visually pleasing when you look at FL, it's like very easy to, you know, just work. Like I watch people work in FL. I'm like, wow, dude, like I wish studio one, like had these capabilities. Definitely. FL is like the one, DAW that I like don't have a ton of experience with. I haven't really been around too many people who have used it in front of me. But I never realized how cheap it was. Did you know that like the sweet version of FL is like 150 bucks or something like that? It's like the people's DAW, bro. Dude, and they have for like sampling and stuff like that, dude, their stock stuff is fire. Like I don't know about their stock, like they probably have trash like stock like uh like sounds and like instruments and stuff like that. STs, they're probably trash, but like they're like their plugins are are fire. Are fire. Oh, what's that one called? The fruity reverb. <laughs> fruity reverb. No, um, it's the sampling one. It's uh, the fruity sampler. Yeah, the, yeah, the fruity dude. That thing is sick. It's so easy. Like. My, you know Chad, right? Chad Myers? Yeah, of course. Dude, he's nasty at producing. Shout out Chad. Bro, he's crazy. Yo, uh, what is it? Rick Mobs? Is that what it is? His Instagram, Rick Mobs. Um, dude, he's he's like, it's funny because like, I kind of like, like, got him into it like a little bit. And then he coincidentally met this kid in his frat that's been producing for a long time, like on FL. And dude, this like you know how like you, you probably know what it is like me and you dude started from the ground up like we taught ourselves like basically all like what we know and like I mean you probably have some people that like have you know shown you some stuff here and there but like definitely shout out Tony yeah. shout out Rohan shout out the whole <laughs> Oneonta program like I've I've had to really do a lot of digging a lot of research a lot of trial and error so like I see this kid dude and he's just he's grown and gotten so good like so quickly you know I'm, I'm a good mentor dude it could make or break somebody I think like you know I like wanted to find like you know some old crusty guy who was a genius that would take me under his wing like yeah, that was man. my ideal scenario but it happened in Chad bro he turned him into a machine the kid pumps out beats like it's his job he sells them too sick yeah, bro, we need to get you on that wave too. Bro, I'm telling you, I can't I can't be doing like this hip hop stuff in studio one. It's just really like not when I ha when I want to make like a good track, it takes me like it just takes me too long. It's the workflow isn't there. Um Bro, if you can get Ableton for free, then just get it and start cooking up. I'm gonna have to learn Ableton. Ugh. Bro, it's yeah, so I'm gonna, easy. I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. It's so no, like 
when I'm home for the summer, like I'll teach you. It's so easy. Like I'll swear by Ableton. Crusty wings. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'll take you under my crusty wing, bro. For real. Ableton is superior. It's so sick. The workflow is incredible. Making? Yeah. Yes, it's crazy, bro. The workflow is crazy. So, how, like, where do you, what do you, what would you say your biggest influences on, like, your own music creation are? Like, I know you're kind of like deep into the hip hop stuff right now, but you play more like classical rock on the guitar. So, how do you, like, merge those two? Um, well, uh, let me think. I mean, yeah, I definitely play like, you know, I'll play like, like bluesy rock, like classic rock and stuff like that. But I also like to do like, I don't want to say like, like jazzy kind of stuff, but like definitely like some some weird like funky alternative stuff like with some like you know crazy chords and things like that like i like because when you listen to hip-hop instrumentals and they have like guitar riffs and stuff like that like i don't know if you listen to kodak's album that crap yes hot dude i love that album that is one of that is the best kodak album we've gotten in like the last two at the end of the year bro it could have been album of the year that shit so far bro he he's Yak He's one of those like astonishing artists that has like successfully had like been the number one artist, gotten locked up, like had he's Wheezy 2.0. Dude, that's exact that's literally exactly it. Like it's crazy the way that he's been able to like be locked up so many different times and like not been able to you know, be doing his thing and then come back and, and been number one again. Like, I feel like that's like pretty, that's, you know, pretty like, a, like uh, people that like the most frustrating thing to me is like when I tell people like, or talk to people about Kodak or like liking Kodak or like his new stuff, it's like, it just frustrates me that people like judge him for like, just like sounding the way he sounds and stuff. Cause like, I don't know if you like you know he's Haitian, obviously, but like you know he speaks Creole, and like if you know like what Creole sounds like, you would understand a lot more why he sounds the way he does when he's rapping and like on his tracks and stuff like that. So like a lot of people are just ignorant to like I feel like that like cultural aspect. Not exactly, dude. Not like to sound like a dick, but like it's like he's from Haiti. Like his he speaks Creole. Like it's like a whole different tongue, and like it's sick. Like the way that he's turned it like on hip-hop is nuts dude like and like he he has great lyrics and stuff like if you if you really give it the time to listen because people hear the way he sounds and they just totally like toss him off and it's just like bro like you're just being like you know what i mean like five years down the road when you're like yo listen to kodak and be like yo (laughs) yeah but that's that's exactly what you said like the people who can listen to a piece of music that's outside of their own culture and like write it off right away without taking the time to appreciate the aspects of the music that make it what it is and part of that culture. Like, so simple. why are you even listening? Like, yeah, you know, it's so simple. But and I mean, that's it's like an unfortunate thing, I guess. Like a lot about. I mean, 
everybody's ignorant. But Look at the state of the world right now, dude. It's uh, you know, it's it's obvious that, that I mean, that's... everybody's always on their high horse and stuff like that. And then like it takes five seconds for you to write, like you said, like write that kind of stuff off. Like I li- I love listening to like ragatone and stuff like that. Like I understand Spanish a little bit, but like not enough to like know what they're saying in that. But like, dude, it's dope. Like it's just like a different style. They got a different like like a different type of like vibe, like beat. You know what I mean? It's just like. It's like part of being self-aware, though, too. Like, you have to be the type of person who, like, can look inward on stuff and not just do, like, surface-level stuff, you know? Yeah, and not be, like, ashamed, like, to like other stuff, too. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's, like, the weirdest thing. I can't... People are very, like, sensitive about the music. Like, you know what I mean? Like, say you go into, like, I don't know. Say I I pulled up to you and I was just, like, picking you up. We are going to hang out or something. I was, like... Like, I feel like I would be thinking in my mind, it's like, oh, God, what, do, what am I going to play on my playlist like that Timmy's going to like? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, a lot of people tailor their tastes when they're around other people, which is, it's okay, I guess, like, you know, if the other person really minds it. But it's also okay to, fuck, like, be unique, you know, and, like, like your own stuff. Definitely. And that's, like, the whole point. Yeah, like, <laughs> if you understand, like, art in any form, like, that is it, you know? It's, like, it's supposed to be introspective and you know you know inter you know having different perspectives is is literally the whole purpose like you look at a painting you know like the whole point of like visual art is interpretation and i feel like you know some of that applies to like you know audio music as well so i think it's like i mean when it comes to like something with so many lyrics you know you're kind of limited to interpretation because like you're being told something, I guess, but like, even then, like the emotional aspect is open for interpretation, like how it makes you feel, you know what I mean? Exactly. And some people, I, you know, I guess, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with these people, but I guess when some people hear stuff that is like different to them, they get like scared and then it like, you know, and then angry for no reason. And it's like immediately dismissed. You know, and I feel like that's like, that's what happens every couple of years. You know, when there's the mu- new style of music, the old people are like, ah, that's not music. Like, you know, and it takes a lot. Like I always respect like, you know, my, uh, my fellow elders who like, you know, like to dabble and like, new stuff you know like they're like they keep the door open just because it's not like just because those people aren't from when you were a kid doesn't mean like you know what i mean it's like i feel like it's so ignorant and like like our parents kind of side like their argument is so false because like they're like oh like this rap music is trash but we listen to their music you know what i mean like i like their music but they don't like mine like it's they just don't give it a chance like they write it off because they're older than you basically definitely and i feel like from the artist standpoint like people just get mad and like dismissive because they don't want like their thing to be up you know like they don't want their time to run out so like it's like you know handing over the bag to to somebody new it's like people that freaking hog the aux cord because they don't want to listen to anybody else's music because they think all their their stuff is the best you know yeah and then those people who like play songs and then like their friends will be like, "Oh, like what song is this?" And I'm like, "I'm not telling you." Like, <laughs> you don't know this, bro. Yeah, I, I'm not telling you, dude. Bro, like, yeah, you could just tell me, or I'm gonna take my phone out of my pocket and Shazam it. So, <laughs> yeah. 
gatekeeping the song. It's a weird, like, there's there's definitely a lot of, like, psychological stuff in music. Like, not just, like, like, consuming music, but, like, within, like, creating it and, like, the, the social aspect of it. There's, like, a lot of... It's very impactful and influential, like way more beyond what people would imagine. Uh, Why don't you shout out your Instagram, tell everybody where to find you and where we will hopefully be seeing beats dropping from you very soon. Uh, just <laughs> Connor underscores Badula, C-O-N-O-R underscore Z-B-O-D-U-L-A. Dope. to WJMS Media, where media is reimagined. You can find us on our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can also check out our website at www.wjmsradio.com and subscribe to our newsletter so you can be up to date on everything.